We are now on the record. Today is the 20th day of August 2015. The time is approximately 8.29 a.m. This is the videotape deposition of Mr. Cleo Watts. At this time, the opponent may be sworn in by the court reporter. Mr. Watts, if you'll raise your right hand, do you solemnly swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to give will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, so help you God? I do. Thank you, sir. Mr. Watts, my name is Anthony Petrangelo. I'm lead trial counsel for the plaintiffs in this case, and I'll be conducting the deposition. Okay. Would, would you state your name for the record, please? It's Dr. Cleo T. Watts III. What's your date of birth? 5-21-57. Where were you born? Uh, Honolulu, Hawaii. How long did you live there? Nine months. Where did you move after that? I think it was Dallas. Was it definitely Texas? Uh, uh, Dallas, Texas. Is it is it oh, Dallas? Is it a, a why are you why are you not sure that it's Dallas? Oh, I was nine months old. Right. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> What's the first place you remember living in? Both grandparents were in Dallas, so I was always in and out of Dallas. Where'd you go to grade school? What year? I went to about six of them. Okay, tell me the first. Let's see, I lived in Texas to about five. Then I was in Arkansas, and then, uh, let's see. I went to first grade in uh, uh, San Marcos, Texas. Then I was in Atkins, Arkansas. And I believe it was Russellville, Arkansas, Texarkana, and then back into Dallas. It was probably Dallas right after nine months, I think. After Texarkana and moving to Dallas, how old were you? I guess about 11. Oh, sorry. Did you go to school in Dallas? Yes. Okay, where did you go to school in Dallas? Uh, okay. When I came back to Dallas, I went to Cistercian. What grade did that take you through? Uh, that was fifth and sixth. Okay. Where did you go to junior high school? Um, I went to seventh and eighth at Christ the King. How about high school? Where'd you go? Cistercian. And Hillcrest. Where did you graduate high school? Hillcrest. And what year was that? 75. Where did you continue your education after graduating Hillcrest? Went to University of Texas. For a little bit, 
then uh, worked, and then I went to New Mexico Military Institute and graduated from there. How many semesters did you spend at Texas? I think it was about two. It was like the summertime after high school went on. And I guess maybe, yeah, about two semesters. Then you said you worked. Where did you work? Coal mines in Oklahoma. What was your job? Everything. Did you mine coal? Yes. What was the name of your employer? Um, HF Construction Company. Or I'm sorry, I'm sorry, no, no, it was HEFCO. HEFCO, HFCO. That's what they went by. Were you a full-time employee? Yes. How long did you do that? I think it was just short of a year. Why did you discontinue your education at Texas? Uh, basically to earn monies. They were tight, earning monies, and uh, that was the biggest part. Who, who was tight? What do you mean? Monies. I didn't have monies to go to school, and the monies were really tight at that time. Did, so you, did you pay for your tuition at Texas when you went? Uh, no, it was paid for by parents, but it was also monies that I had to a little bit of both. Were you suspended or expelled from Texas? No. Didn't have the best of grades. Didn't have the best of grades, but I wasn't. After working a year for, after working a year for Hefco, you said you went to the New Mexico Military Institute. Is yes, that right? Sir. Okay. Where is that? Roswell, New Mexico. What kind of a program is that? Is that a four-year bachelor program? Two-year military full contract. Associate of Science. What year did you enter New Mexico uh, Military Institute? 76. Did you complete the two-year program? Yes. Was it in a consecutive two-year period? Yes, it was 78. Graduate 78. Did you live on campus? Yes. Post. Was it a military setting? Yes. Lived in barracks? Yes. Did Mike Bird attend New Mexico Military Institute? Yes. At the same time as you? Yes. Did you all live together? No, sir. Is there anybody else from the Military Institute that you've kept up with besides Mike Bird? Oh, yeah, you see a lot of them over time. Other than Mike Bird, who was the last person that you spoke to that you went to NMMI with? Alan McBee. M-C-B-E-E? -E? I'm dyslexic, I can't spell. 
when were you di diagnosed with dyslexia? About 15. When did you speak with Alan McBee? I'm sorry? When did you speak with Alan McBee? Tuesday night. Other than Mr. McBee, who was the most recent person you spoke with from that school? What was the general, general, uh, oh, gosh, I don't remember his name. We had dinner together. Well, I guess my brother Lawrence. Did Lawrence go to the school the same yes, time you no, did? No. Was he before or after you? He was after. What did you do after you graduated NMMI in 1978? Uh, went back to University of Texas. Did you enroll? Yes. Okay. Were you a junior at that time? Uh, yes. Did you complete a course of study at Texas? Uh, no, because I got accepted to medical school. How many semesters did you spend in Texas after, if starting in 78? I believe it was two. When did you apply to medical school for the first time? I don't know. Um, I guess it meant 79. Did you take the MCAT? Uh, I don't remember. I think I did. What did you I school? took lots of tests. But uh, you don't remember if you took the MCAT? I can't really tell you if I did or not. I think I did. What did you score on the MCAT? I, I don't even remember. I was more the other tests we had for those. What tests? ECFMG, national boards, that kind of stuff after you graduate. I'm talking about before you. I know, that's what I'm saying. I don't remember because I really didn't. I imagine I did, but maybe not. Where did you apply to med school? Uh, American University of the Caribbean. When were you accepted? It was the, it started like December of 79. Is that the only place you applied? Yes. How did you fund that education? I don't quite understand the question. How did you pay for medical school? Oh, oh, oh. Um, is through uh, parents. Where is the American University of the Caribbean? Uh, currently or then? Then. Montserrat. Where is that? Caribbean. Is it a country? Yes. What city was it in? Um, Plymouth. Or Plymouth was a capital, it was close enough. What were your living arrangements during medical school? The uh, dorm, or what the school provided. You paid for that too? Yeah.
I mean, yes, sir. Sorry. It's fine. Did you know anybody else that uh, went to that school that began when you did? That you mean before? Let me ask you that better. Uh, did you leave for Montserrat knowing anybody else who was going to be attending that school? I, st I, don't, I still don't understand the question. Okay. When you began medical school in 1979, December, Okay. did you know anybody that was going to school there? Going to school in Montserrat? Yes. No, because it was the first semester there. Do you have gross anatomy first year? Yes. Who was, who was your instructor? I don't remember his name. What grade did you receive? Uh, passing. Did they grade it pass-fail? Yes. Did you name your cadaver? No. Did you have an advisor at medical school? No. Do you remember the name of any instructor at medical school? Klein. K-L-E-I-N. Uh, it's the German spelling, whatever that is. Um, is that a male or a female? Male. How old was he? I have no idea. 50s? Um, Watson? Male or female? Male. Gosh, I don't really remember. Most of them were foreign names, though. So. Were Klein and Watson Americans? Yes. Were they white? Yes. You kept up with them? No. You kept up with any instructors from medical school? No. Have you kept up with any classmates from medical school? I tried with one in particular, and that's off and on. I hadn't talked with him for 10 years. Who was that? That was Alfred Cox. Where did he live 10 years ago? In Florida. What city? Uh, outside of Orlando. Why were you unable to connect with him? Uh, he generally used cell phones, and when he changed his cell phone number, I couldn't find it in information. You remember the names of any other classmates from medical school?
Do you remember your uh, grades from your other basic science coursework? Uh, sorry, can you please explain the question? Did you take basic science courses in medical school? They really didn't have basic, it would be specific courses. Did you ever do any clinical rotations? Yes. Where? Uh, it was Johns Hopkins, that's what it's called now. It was part Johns Hopkins, but back then it was North Charles General. Uh, Where is that? That's in Baltimore, Maryland. Do you want several of them or just one? Uh, any clinical rotations that you say you've engaged in, I'd like to know okay. about. Okay. Uh, there was Sykesville Tri-State Hospital. Got us right, Dallas. That's basically it for rotations. That were Who oversaw you at Johns Hopkins during your rotation? Tabasnik, Chief of Staff. What's his first name? Robert. How do you spell his last name? I'm dyslexic. Is your testimony you don't know how to spell his last name? What's that? Is it your testimony that you don't know how to spell Correct. his last name? Have you spoken to him since your rotation ended? Yes, I had. When? Oh. Last time was maybe 28 years ago. Did you graduate from medical school? Yes. Did you have a white coat ceremony? Uh, I don't know because I didn't go to my graduation. Why not? Uh, it was in the Dominican Republic and I really didn't care. I'd already been enough ceremonies and graduations and I really didn't get into that stuff. And you do not have an undergraduate degree, is that correct? I have an Associate of Science but not a Bachelor of Science because it went straight to MD. What year did you graduate from the Caribbean University? Uh, February of 82. Were you licensed to practice medicine anywhere at that time? With the World Health Organization because that's who it's sponsored by. What does that entitle you to do as far as practicing medicine? Basically work anywhere in the world and in the states, you have to, if you're doing your, you know, rotations or whatever, fellowship, externship, what I mean, a internship, whatever, you're under the hospitals or additional teaching facilities guidelines. Did you ever get licensed to practice medicine in the United States? No. Did you ever try? Yes. Were you denied? No, just didn't, didn't pass the test. And the one test they did have, it was canceled because apparently somebody got copies of the test. So they canceled the test. When, what test are you talking about? That was the ECFMG. You know what that stands for? Entrance qualifying. I don't know. I'm, again, dyslexic. I'm horrible with acronyms and names. 
proper nouns, names, not good at. Where did you take that test? <sighs> took it uh, three times. Where did you take it all three times? I believe it was Dallas. Probably Baltimore. Took, I think it was Florida. Where in Florida? Um, I don't remember for sure, but I think it was Orlando, I believe. Could have been Miami, but it was one of the major cities in Florida. When did you take those tests? Um... At least one of them, maybe two of them, were before graduation. Before February 1982? Did you take one after graduation? I did. You did it not? may have been before, too, but I, I, I can't really say. Why did you take them in three different locations? Um... First one I missed by two points. Second one, I believe it was the second one they canceled. And the third one, uh, I missed it by a couple points too. So you've never been a medical resident? No, I was doing like fellowships. I was clinical research. You don't have to have the boards for those. My next question, you've never even taken a medical board exam, correct? ECFMG is the medical board exam. You've never had a DEA number for writing prescriptions, correct? No. Have you ever written prescriptions? Well, I take that back. I was issued a number at one time, but I don't remember what if it was, D, it was issued by DEA or the Pediatric Association. I'm not sure. But I've never written narcotics, never. Well, let me just make sure I get this clear for the record. Okay. Um, has the United States DEA ever issued you a number allowing you to write prescriptions in this country? Not to my knowledge. Is there some other body that you believe has issued you something that you think gives you the right to write I had a number uh, under pediatrics, and then as a member of the hospital, just like you'd have a, a physician's assistant or something like that, you'd write that was over, overseen by other doctors. So during your clinical rotation, you had the right to write prescriptions? Clinical rotation would be, be that would generally happen, you didn't write them, the doctor overseeing did. After uh, you're out, you could, that were non-narcotics, the upper class narcotics, 
you couldn't because you had to have the DEA number. Other than that, no, you didn't have to have a number at the time. It sounds like what you're describing is what residents might have the ability to yeah, do. Yeah, basically, yes. But you were never a resident. Yeah, not a pri yeah. Correct. I, did, I didn't do a residency as such. I did more what you call like a fellowship, which is a visiting residency. But it's not uh, residency for one specific school and time. A visiting would be like a fellowship. In what, year do, you, in what year do you believe you had the right to write prescriptions in the United States, if ever? Uh, as long as it wasn't a narcotic or something like that on it where you had to have the DEA number that was specific it's different now but uh, it'd be like for antibiotics or something like that after you get out uh, you could write them because you didn't need a DEA number at the time to mess them, and then that's why he did it well my question is at what point do you think you had the right never to write could I write as because it's DEA's for private practice never could I write narcotics or anything like that nor would I ever write narcotics well, again, my question is, when do you think you got the right to write any prescription for anyone in the United States? You're talking about antibiotics and things like that after I graduated from medical school. So as of February of 1980, I'm sorry, as of February, 1982. February 1982. Yeah, World Health Organization by worldwide, if I go into some other country or something like that, I'm a medical doctor. So you believe you had the right to write prescriptions after February of 1982? Yes. Did you ever write prescriptions? Yes, antibiotics. Can you estimate how many times you've written prescriptions? I don't know. More or less than 100? Probably. Probably. Well, I'm asking you, right more or less than 100? Right about there somewhere, maybe... More than 50. I couldn't give you an upper part, all part of my heart. You ever applied for privileges at a hospital? No. Have you ever billed a patient for medical related services? No. Have you ever billed a third party insurance carrier for medical related services? No. Have you ever billed a governmental entity for medical related no. services? Have you ever practiced medicine? Private practice, no. Oh, let me clarify that. Private practice, no. Hospitals, yes. At what hospital did you practice medicine? Uh, it had been at uh, Scottish Rite. And... I don't remember when I was at Cornell. I can't remember sure, but timing when I was at the hospitals and training at one point, that's when I graduated afterwards and would still have been there for additional trainings. Um, Did you have admission privileges at Scottish Rite? No. In what way did you practice medicine? Uh, as a uh, visiting doctor, like a visiting fellow. What would you do that 
demonstrated that you were practicing medicine? Uh, I saw patients. Uh, I was starting a uh, Marfan syndrome clinic. Um, I assisted in surgery. Um, I do the uh, history, physicals, diagnosis, just everything that the doc. Have you scrubbed in on a surgery? Yes. You ever carried medical malpractice insurance? Uh, I can't say for sure, but I think at one time I did have to, and I got it, but I can't say for sure. Has a claim ever been made against you? Never. Do you have a copy of your diploma from medical school? Uh, yes, but I don't know where it is. You didn't frame it and put it on the wall? Nope. Still in the container it showed up in. The best moment knowledge. Have you ever uh, requested a transcript from medical school? No, not other than when I first graduated. After graduating in 1982. Mm -hmm. Where did you next live? Dallas. Where in Dallas? Um, in uh, North Dallas, Preston Hollows. Did you have your own place? No. Did you live with your parents? Yes. From 1982, how long did you live with your parents? sure well, what the days were somewhere around mid 80s did you have a job starting in 1982 uh, yes I had a job but I didn't get paid for it. I volunteered for a year free at Scottish Rite because they did so much for me as dyslexic and then I had other jobs that paid for it what were your other jobs uh, worked as security for nightclubs uh, mechanic, welder, things like that. <coughs> I did those part-time. After you left your parents' house, perhaps in the mid-80s, according to your testimony, where did you move? To uh, uh, apartments in Dallas. What was the first one? I don't remember the name. I think it was Chimney Hill. It was on Chimney Hill if it wasn't named Chimney Hill. Did you live alone? Yes. Did your parents subsidize your living expenses in any way? No. How did you support yourself? Through the jobs I was doing on the side. The part-time jobs? Yes. Were you issued W-2 statements for any of those jobs? Or were you paid cash? 
or both. I, I guess they're not I, mutually exclusive. Yeah, you don't clarify on that. Cause Did you receive W-2s for any of those part-time jobs you've testified about? Not that I think of. I, I may have gotten, uh, for the uh, security side, I may have gotten uh, the whatever it's called, the 1049 or whatever. But I can't say for sure. I don't remember. In the mid-'80s, what was the most income you would have received in a given year? Six thousand, under ten thousand. Probably more like around closer to five. How did you support yourself on five to ten thousand dollars a year with no assistance from your parents? Uh, monies I had saved up was going was an apartment. Apartment didn't cost much. My cost of living I keep very low. It was under eight hundred bucks per month with everything. Insurance, gas, cars, everything. $800 would be an expensive month. You'll agree that's changed significantly, won't you? Not a whole lot. We'll look at some, some of your bank statements and talk okay. about that in a little while. After you moved out of Chimney Hill, where did you move? I moved to another, there's a time I moved to another apartment that time period, and then there's a time I, I uh, rented a room at a house that was also there on Chimney Hill. Have you ever owned a house? No. After you moved into Chimney Hill for the first time, did you ever move back with your parents? I think I did. When was that? I don't know. Having a hard time remembering. I think I was there for a while. Um, probably did in the nineties. You remember when in the nineties? No, I don't. Why did you move back with your parents? Uh, it was cheaper. And they had room, and I was around to help when they needed help. Uh, just basic or thing like that, reasons like that. So just I, I just want to make sure that we that I have this clear for the record. Um, in around '82, you moved out of your parents' house. I'm sorry, around 80, mid '80s, you moved out of your parents' house. Is that correct? And moved yes. to an moved to an apartment on Chimney Hill. Yes. Okay. Uh, 
after that you you've either lived at Chimney Hill another apartment near Chimney Hill or a house on Chimney apartment Hill. Apartment one near Chimney Hills. Okay. Um, but the house was on Chimney Hills. Okay. Those are the only three places you would have lived until the mid-90s when you moved back with your parents? It's probably early 90s, come to think of it. Um, yeah, I believe that's right. How long did you stay with your parents when you moved back in in the early 90s? been through the 90s most of the 90s I guess a lot of part of the 90s I'm trying to remember if I was still there or not I guess I was there throughout most of the 90s when I moved there. Do you remember when you left? Not really. Latter part of the 90s, sometimes latter part of the 90s. Where did you go? I guess I've been still pretty much a residence there. I was doing some uh, was I helping the family then? It had been through the 90s, it had been after the 90s, I guess it was. This is strange, but it's not really ringing a bell. Until I got to about the address that I'm at now, and at the first point rented a room. Uh, I guess my permanent address would have still been at um, there in Preston Hollows. At your parents' home? Yeah. What's that address? It was uh, 5809 Desco. I'm sorry, 5809 Desco Drive. You mentioned the place you live now. Is that Deborah Coper's house? Yes. Okay. Um, 
So it's your testimony, it's your recollection that you moved from your parents' house mm -hmm. to Deborah Coper's house. Yeah, it was still my permanent address, driver's license, everything. I was trying to think if there was, you know, I might have stayed uh, at my brother's house. A lot of times if I was going to be doing working other jobs, like if it was construction or something like that, that would have been out of town. So I'd been out of town uh, for that part. And what's Deborah Coper's address? Uh, 8926 Forest Hills Boulevard. And when did you move into that house? Um, right after she had bought it, I, I rented, um, uh, for the first part, rented a, a room there for office and, and stayed in there. What year was that? That was right at 2000, give or take. Were you in a romantic relationship with her at the time? Um, yes. But you say that you paid rent? Yes, I did for that part, yeah. What was the amount of rent you paid? It was $500 a month and I prepaid. I don't understand what that means. In other words, I paid ahead for like um, about a year, year and a half. So upon moving into Ms. Coper's house, you paid her over $6,000, is that right? Yeah, somewhere around there. I don't remember exactly what the number was. Until you moved into her home around 2000, did you ever hold a full-time job? Um, construction, mining, working at the hospital was a full-time job even though I didn't get paid. Um, pretty much anything I did was, you know, steady almost every day, except for something to be part-time contracts or something like that. I don't quite understand where you're... Well, you testified earlier that you did some part-time jobs, uh, I think welding, security. Yeah, those would just be, you know, the one-time thing. I need, you know, you need something welded at your house, you need okay. on your car or something like that. That's just a one-shot thing. And that was up in, uh, that was mostly up in uh, New York at Cornell, New York Hospital. Okay. Do you know what a full-time job is? Yes. Okay. Did you ever have a full-time job? Yes. Where? Um, construction, mining, HEFCO. Okay. HEFCO was before you went yes, to medical that school. Was, all the mining was done under HEFCO's name. Right. I'm talking about after you came back to Dallas, <sighs> after 1982, until the time when you moved in with Deborah Coper, did you ever have a full-time job? Scottish Rite when I worked there for the year. But you didn't get paid. Show up, I didn't get paid. I'd have to show up at 7.30 till closing. There's Besides that? Paid full-time job, no, because everything's contract. Oh, I take that back. No, that's, that's not true. Yes, it was full-time at ISR as an officer, but it's only paid as because it was the principal officer and of it. It only got paid when monies came. When I'm, made monies on contracts or things like that. Did you ever get a W-2? No. Have you ever gotten a W-2? I can't say. I don't know. 
I don't think so. Have you ever gotten a 1099? Yes. From whom? Um, family business, Hefco, HF Construction Company, or Hefco, and no, everything else would have been contract. So I wouldn't have got W-2s or 1099s on those. Did you ever, were you in the habit of, of filing tax returns during this period? 1040s? Uh, it wouldn't be a 1040. It, well, yeah, yeah, I guess. It, Can we define this period? Uh, yeah, from 1982 through the time you moved in with Deborah Coper. 2000. That's what his, his testimony, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, I'd file at times. Um, but not every year? Uh, not every year, but I'd file up. Sometimes I'd file later to come back because generally it'd be uh, what enough to file or it's just under, I'd have to refile. If there's a penalty, I'd pay a penalty, that kind of stuff. Until 2000, when you moved in with Deborah Coper, did you ever have a year where you earned more than $25,000 in a year? No. Have you filed tax returns every year since 2000? Can't say for sure, but I believe so. Have you ever gotten W-2 income since 2000? No. Have you ever had a year since 2000 where you made more than $25,000? No. How old are you, Mr. Watts? 58. I'm just trying to make sure I've got the record. Mm -hmm. you, you have never had a full-time job, is that correct? No, I did work in the coal mines and construction and those. Everything else was contract uh, services. You've never gotten a W-2 from anybody in your life? No, except for family businesses. You said that there was a 1099, didn't you? Uh, yeah, I believe that was a 1099. So you've never gotten a W-2 from I anyone? guess not, no. Is Texas the only state that's issued you a driver's license? I believe that's right, yeah. You registered to vote? Yes. Only in Texas? Yes. Ever anywhere else? No. Have you ever been married? No. Have you ever been arrested? Uh, yes. When? I don't remember. What was it for? Um, it was for uh, uh, taking a shirt in the store. Shoplifting? Yeah, shoplifting. Where was that? It was in Dallas. How old were you? I think it was late teens. How many times have you been arrested? 
once that I remember. You think you might have been arrested more times? Well, I was trying to think if there was anything for for speeding or something like that. But I'm, I'm not. I, I don't believe you I misunderstood. The, I misunderstood. Well, a speeding the ticket is not arrested. Okay. No, I don't think so. What was the disposition of that matter? The shoplifting matter. Um, probation. Um, <coughs> and then um, I, I guess actually no, actually it was deferred adjudication. I believe, and then uh, 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 expungement afterwards, I believe it was. Have you ever filed bankruptcy? No. Has a company that you've ever been a principal in ever filed bankruptcy? No. Have you ever been the subject of an IRS audit? No. Uh, no, 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 I'm sorry, no. Is there a reason why you hesitated? Yeah, I was thinking, of quite, I've had IRS questions because it, uh, question me about uh, making 30000 or something, but that, I don't know what that was, but it wasn't me. Um, um, when, when did that happen? <sighs> Mid-90s, sometime. Did an IRS agent come to see you? No. Did you get a letter? Yeah, I got a letter from him. I sent a letter back. I don't know who that company is. Never worked for him. Registered letter and never heard anything again about it. Have you ever been interviewed by law enforcement? Yes. When? Uh, for my driver's license. When I was a kid. Um, Let's stop. Would you tell me about that, please? That was just for your, your pre, to get a hardship license before you got underage license. Okay. Any other times? Um, FBI one time, well, FBI was about a, uh, a stone from Africa, and uh, just another time FBI, they were quarrying about students from a medical school, if I knew any of them or knew anything about any of them. All right, let's, is that those all the times? That's all I can remember. All right, going back to the stone, because uh -huh. uh, Deborah Coper testified something about that at her deposition. Uh -huh. when, when was that? Probably around... Two thousand seven, eight, somewhere around there. And did someone come to see you? No, I went to see them. You got a letter? No. They left. How, how did you? How did you get to the point where they you were, called? Okay. I said, "Well, you want me? You know, you want to talk and go somewhere to talk?" He goes, "No. How about coming in?" I said, "Okay." So I drove in to go see him. Where was that? In Dallas? Yeah, it was in Dallas FBI okay. office. Who'd you talk to? Do you remember? No, I don't. Two FBI agents. That's all I remember. What kind of questions did they ask you? They were asking about the stone, uh, about. Uh, medical, about construction. Um, what stone I, were they asking you about? Had a, there was a stone I still have that was supposedly sapphire that the Africans wanted to sell. Um, and that's what the stone they were talking about. So you have a sapphire in your possession? That's the way it closest I can tell that's what it tested. Had it tested, couldn't confirm that it wasn't. Tested as though it was, but couldn't rule out that it wasn't. And it just, after that and that part, it's just, you know, I'll just hold it till they want it, you know, 
try to get it back to them. The person that I got it from, it wasn't theirs, and they were trying to sell it off to somebody else. So until the, and I knew one of the people that that uh, it did belong to, and they asked me to hold it, so I just held it and just held in the safety deposit box. Where is the sapphire now? In safety deposit box. In a Bank of America? No, and, uh, it was an old uh, Chase account, still in Chase there. So under your control? Yes. And who gave you that stone? Uh, Sheku Ture. How do you spell that last name? Do you know? Uh, no, Ture. It's like T-U-R-A-Y, I think, if I remember right. Did you pay for it? No. Why did he give it to you? To see if I could sell it to get them some monies because they needed monies. Did you ever try to sell it? I asked about it. I went to an auction site and to see like a Sotheby's. They got one similar in Dallas and, you know, to have them look at it, test it, look at it, and then other than that, uh, that's about it. You ever have it appraised? No, just tested. What do you think it's worth? have no idea. Why do you have it in a safe deposit box? If it's a sapphire, it's going to be valuable. And instead of keeping it in possession or something like that, I have it in a safety deposit box, which is tracked that the box is there and, you know, it's in the box. From your interview with the FBI, could you glean why they were talking to you? Yes. Did they think you had stolen it? No. And why were they talking to you? The guy that I tried talking with was his parents and my parents are family friends. He was at one time part of uh, the auction there in Dallas that I was referring to. That's why I called him. He thought it was something fake or something else. I don't know what. Anyway, he called the FBI. So that's why they called me. Again, I don't want to put words in your mouth. I just want to try to make sure I understand and move it along. Did the FBI think that you were trying to pass off a uh, bogus? They were asking, they asking if, like, you know, what is this stone you're asking? It's like, you, you know, is it sapphire we're trying to pass on? I said, all I know is this is what they gave me. They told me it was sapphire. I went in and had it tested before I said anything to anybody. And that's as far as it got because they questioned me. It's like, hey, guys, you know, it's here. Uh, you know, if the rightful, you know, the the people come through that want it, you know, give it back. If you want me to send it somewhere or something, tell me. They never said anything. They just said, well, just hang on to it. So, Did you agree not to sell it? They didn't tell me not to sell it. Did you tell them you wouldn't sell it? No, I told them it's just, I don't know. It's, it's, if somebody wants to come in and test it, they want to buy it. It's up to the owners of the stone whether they want to sell it or not, not me. And you say that Sheku Ture owns the stone, is that right? No, he did not. He's the one I got it from. And I don't know the name of the family. I was probably told and went in one ear and out the other. Right. Who's the family friend? Is that did they complain to the FBI? You think the family? No, friend? no, 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 no. This. Oh, I'm talking about the family friend. Yeah, yeah. The, no, the family friend. Their son did. It turns out he's a little bit on the shady side. Anyhow, they found mm -hmm. out the company that the auction company had fired him. What's his name? Um, I don't remember. So he's a family friend that complained to the FBI about you and you don't remember his name? Yeah, correct. Remember his parents' name? That's the one I'm trying to remember. It's, it's uh, again, I'm dyslexic. Proper nouns I have a hard time with. I make a call and find out, but other than that, I don't remember names. You also mentioned a time when you spoke to the FBI about students and medical? Yeah, they contacted me about a year ago and they're asking me about some students from SeaTech. Uh, or from medical school, <coughs> did I know them? And it's like, you know, they're showing me pictures and it's like, no, because I wasn't there that, that much. I was off doing my rotations, so I didn't really know them. And I said, you know, and they show me pictures and I said, you know, really, I, I can't tell anyhow, even if I was there, 
that was 30 years ago. You know, they're going to change some, but I couldn't help them any. Do you know what the issue was that they were investigating? No idea. I think it might have been false, uh, uh, about being false doctors or something like that. I don't know. That was, that was my impression. Where did that meeting take place? Uh, in Dallas at Chili's. Did you get a call from the FBI? Yeah. And did you propose that as a meeting place? Uh, I don't remember if I did or they did, one of them did. One of us did. Have you ever been the plaintiff in a lawsuit? Do you know what a plaintiff means? Not really. Uh, the person who brings the lawsuit. Have you ever sued anybody? Oh, no. Never. Okay. Has a company your principal of ever sued anybody? No. Besides this lawsuit that we're talking about today, have you ever been sued by anybody? There was one. There was a lawsuit uh, years ago, back in the 80s, that was uh, a company that I was working with that was getting sued for fireworks. They didn't pay for the fireworks or something anyway. Were you a principal in that company? No. Okay, so your testimony is you have never been sued besides this case? They were trying to sue me on that one because... Well, well, did they, did they sue you or not sue you? They, I guess they'd say yes, that was part of the suit, yes. All right, what was the name of that case? I have no idea. Atlas Fireworks was the one that was suing. And they sued just you or they sued somebody else too? They're trying to sue somebody else too, but they couldn't get him, sir. I was the only one they could get hold of. So Atlas Fireworks versus Cleo Watts was the case? I don't remember who it was. It, it had hit the, the names of the company name and the guys they were trying to go after, and I was just one on the list. I was the only one they could get hold of. Did you get served? No, I don't think I did. Did you hire a lawyer? No. What happened? Uh, yeah, yeah I, I had a buddy that was a lawyer that helped, yeah. What happened with the case? How did it get disposed of? Uh, they just let it go because I was just an uh, incidental part on it. Did you pay anything to settle the case? No. Any other time you've been the defendant in a lawsuit? No. Nothing to remember. You ever been the party to any administrative proceeding? Can you explain that? What well, an, an example would be the EEOC. Um, is, there, is there any any time you've ever brought something or had something brought against you in front of a Social Security Committee? Um, looks like a lawsuit, but isn't quite a lawsuit. Isn't in court. No. Okay, you ever given a deposition before today? No. You ever had your IQ tested? Yes. When? Oh gosh, all through grade school and high school. Was that standard for the school or did you do that specially? Some of it was standard for the school, some of it was for, you know, it came into like high school side was for, you know, dyslexia, learning disabilities, that kind of thing. Okay, do you know what your IQ is? Uh, it ranged somewhere between, uh, uh, pretty much would be right around 160. 
Have you ever told anyone that you were a genius? No. You never told my client you were a genius? No. You ever been diagnosed with a mental illness? No. Well, other than if you don't call dyslexia, mental interest, uh, it's a disability, not a... You familiar with the DSM? No. The Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders? That oh, okay, yes. Okay, do you know that the most recent version is called the DSM-5? No, I don't follow that. You familiar with the term antisocial personality disorder? Not that I've been diagnosed with or would think I'd have. Well, that was my next question. Have, have you ever been diagnosed with antisocial personality disorder? No. Have you ever been diagnosed with narcissistic personality disorder? No. Do you know what a polygraph test is? Yes. How much do you know about how a polygraph test works? Just that it works off of uh, uh, electromuscle stimulation and uh, uh, EEG, can be hooked up to EEG, respiratory, different uh, uh, metabolic responses. Are you familiar with the concept of beating a polygraph test? Oh, we hear about that in the movies. Have you ever discussed with anyone how to beat a polygraph test? No. You ever administered a polygraph test? No. You ever taken a polygraph test? No. Have you ever been asked to take one? No. What languages do you speak? Uh, English, and I can uh, try to converse sometimes in uh, uh, Spanish. I was almost bilingual in mess in 72, but I've forgotten most of it. And get by a little bit sometimes in French, it just depends. I can get by in a language given a couple of days and You would declare fluency, though, only in English. Only in correct. English, correct. Your brother Lawrence testified in his deposition that he was very worried about your health. He also said that he wouldn't, would not be surprised to get a call stating that you had died. Uh, has your brother ever expressed those concerns to you? All the time. Do you know why he would say that? Yes. Why? Because I weigh 600 pounds. Is that the only reason? Well, no, it's also have uh, leaning towards now um, type 2 diabetes, um, showing signs of vascular deficiencies in lower extremities. Uh, the, I mean, the general numbers are still good, but the, the other things aren't because of stress and everything going on here, partly because of what's going on here, what you guys are doing. Have you ever signed someone else's name to a document? No. Have you ever told anyone that you considered yourself a handwriting expert? No. Do you consider yourself a handwriting expert? <laughs> the antithesis. <laughs> After uh, medical school, have you ever enrolled in any other school? For educational school, no. Um, there might have been many schools for some certification or something. Let's talk about that. So to, to begin with, you've not enrolled in any schools Scholastic since medical school. Scholastic school, no. Okay. Have you taken any courses to get certified in any particular discipline? No. What is it then that you're referring well, to? Well, what I'm referring to is like I'm uh, working, like ISR. That's a technology company. 
with Microsoft, Intel, and they'll have courses that you take for for uh, you know the status or, or uh, company title that you have. You have to have certain courses taken and passed to qualify for certain levels. That kind of thing. That'd be the only courses that, if you call it a course, but it's really not. But so you know, online stuff. That's it. Have you obtained any certification in connection with? high-tech business? They might have certifications. I don't know. Nothing that I'd pay any attention to if I did, which they could well have. I don't understand that answer. I'm asking you, have you ever obtained a certification for any high-tech business? I'm telling you, I don't know. I have taken the courses, have gotten, you know, where they say, okay, you've completed the course. As for whether that's a certification or something that you qualify for, I can't say. And other than that, if that's it, no, I have not. You have no professional licensure, is that correct? I have, from what I get from those courses I was just trying to explain to you about, I have certain abilities for certain levels in technologies with Intel, with Microsoft, um, off and on with other companies. What does that mean? That yep. means I can order um, certain things for them. I have uh, uh, abilities to uh, uh, install certain programs or hardware or something like that um, that's qualified. Okay, I want to make sure I'm clear. I'm not talking about your abilities, okay? Yeah. I'm talking about have you ever been designated, certified by any company or governmental body regarding what you claim is the high-tech business of ISR? No government one. Any of the ones that I have are all company oriented, whether it's uh, strictly by that company, whether it's uh, like Intel, Microsoft, any of those. Okay, so what do you have? Well, I don't know, bunches of them that you get. You have to be certified every year for gold level, platinum level, those levels. You have to take so many of the courses. To be able to do what? To be able to buy and sell and have the privileges at that level. To buy and sell what? Well, in Intel's case, it's hardware. Generally, there's some software. Microsoft, generally, it's software. There's some hardware. Um, Lenovo, which is the, uh, it used to be a, a division like coming out of IBM. Um, um, some of the monitor groups, uh, ASUS, some of them require it. If they require it, uh, generally I'll go on when I need it. If I need it, I'll just go take, generally they're online, I'd take them in 15, 20 minutes or something and pass them and go on. Are you now or have you ever been the beneficiary of a trust? No. Have you ever received any funds from a trust? No. Did you receive any money from your father's estate after he died? No. Do you expect to? No. 
Has a probate matter been open for your father's estate? No, not that I know of. Do you know where all of his assets went? No. Did you receive any money from your sister's estate after she died? No. Do you expect to? No. Do you know if a probate matter's been open for her estate? No, not, I don't know. She didn't have anything anyhow. Was your father a wealthy man when he'd passed? I would say so, but I don't know anything about it. Do you believe that you're the beneficiary of anyone's will? No. Do you have a will? No. Do you have a life insurance policy? No. Have you ever? Uh, I think one time, a couple times, companies would, would request it and they get one out, take one out on me. But I never took one out on me. Or the company that I'd be an officer of took one out, ever took one out on me. Have you ever received a financial gift from your mother? What do you mean a financial gift? Can you please explain? Money? Did she ever give you any money? Can you explain that further? I don't think no, so. No, it's like I had a medical, I, I had like, uh, I needed a um, surgery. And she gave me money for the surgery. But it wasn't like, here, here's some money, go do something. It was specifically for, and it didn't even cover all the surgery. It was just part of it. Just tell me out on the surgery. Come when was on. that? I don't remember. It's, uh, two, three years ago or so, something like that. Maybe more. Was she obligated to pay for your no. surgery? Not at all. How much did she give you for that surgery? I don't remember. Was it more or less than $5,000? It was more than $5,000. Is it your testimony that that's the only time your mother has given you a gift was in connection with that surgery two or three years ago? With that surgery, yes. There might have been another time, would have been another doctor's appointment or something. That, you know, it might have been a... Um, I don't think there was another one one time. It might have been a root canal or something. Uh, Did your father ever give you any money before he died? Uh, no. Have any of your siblings ever given you any money? No. Debbie Coper testified that she gave you some money to pay for your lawyer fees. Is yes, that correct? Correct. And how much was that? Was it approximately $40,000? Yeah, that's probably about right. 